In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is risen. El Masiakam. Christos Anesti. Christos Vosgresi. When Americans get together, when they have a drink together, they offer their glasses and they say, Cheers. What? Cool. <laughs> the Scandinavians say something completely different. <laughs> but this doesn't, like, what does it mean? It means, like, happiness or good times or a place where everybody knows your name. Like, I don't know exactly what it means. It can mean a lot of different things, but good wishes or something. In Mexico, when people raise their glass, offer a toast, they say, Salud. Salud. Literally translated, this means health. Health. They drink to good health. Interestingly, if you drink too much, you won't have good health. I find that ironic. But... What is the purpose of drinking to good health? Why do we want good health? So that we can have a longer life, of course. What's the purpose of having a longer life? We often take this question for granted. We take it for granted thinking, well, life is a gift. Of course we want life. Health is a gift. Of course we want health. What's wrong with that? Well, what are we using those gifts for? Are we using them to praise God or are we using them to buy sin? St. Nikolai of Zicha warns us against using good health and long life simply to amass sin. In today's Gospel reading, we hear the story of a man who was paralyzed for 38 years and laid by the sheep's pool in Jerusalem. You have to picture this scene. This is the place where people go to offer their sacrifice. They take their animals there, and this is where the animals are killed and their insides are washed. Okay? But in this pool, an angel would come every once in a while and stir the water, and whoever went into the water first would be healed of whatever ailment they had. So this man, for 38 years, is laying by the pool waiting for a lottery ticket to get into the water. There, now, it's not like the DMV, like now calling number 134, please step into the water. It's not like that. It's first come, first serve. Okay? So, for a paralytic who can't walk, it's kind of hard to move quickly, right? He's crawling on his hands if he's moving at all. And he has no one to put him into the water. So, he's laying there, and he's hoping that somebody will notice that he's been there for a while and put him in the water. And this pain, this illness is torture. It feels like eternity. For those of you who may have ever been bedridden at home for a week, 
you know that you get restless. If you've ever been in the hospital for a week, it's worse, right? And nowadays, we even have TVs and iPads and movies and all sorts of things to distract us. But this man is laying there for 38 years, and he's got nothing. And if you think time passes slowly when you're sick for a week in bed watching movies, imagine how slowly time passes for this man. It had to feel like an eternity. It had to feel like an eternity. Now, Jesus comes along, sees this man, heals this man, and then disappears so as not to draw attention to himself. Later on, Jesus finds the man in the temple. This man did what was right. When he was healed, he went to the temple. This showed his piety. This showed his faithfulness. This showed his prayer. He went to the temple. And that's where Jesus finds him. Jesus reveals himself as the one who healed the man. And then he says, Go and sin no more, lest something worse happen to you. Those words should spook each and every single one of us. Jesus is not saying that his illness was caused by sin. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. We don't know. There are some sins that, are ca that cause illness. And there are some illnesses caused by sins. There are also some illnesses that are simply for the glory of God. And we'll hear about that in a couple weeks on the Sunday of the blind man so that the glory of God might be revealed. But Jesus tells this man, Go and sin no more, lest a worse thing happen to you. What could be worse than being paralyzed for 38 years? What could be worse is that his soul could be in torment for all eternity. And it might not seem like an eternity, it will be an eternity. That is worse. That is worse. So, why did Jesus heal this man? Because he had patience, he had endurance, he had prayer, he had hope. Also, because when he was healed, he worshipped God. He did not seek healing so that he could go and continue to live a life of sin. He sought healing so that he could live a life devoted to serving God. So when we get sick, naturally, we all ask for prayers and we all desire healing. This is good. There's nothing wrong with that. But when we get sick, it should be a reminder as to what our purpose is in having good health and having life. I'll read from St. Nikolai of Zicha. What use is health to you? Is it for the sake of that universal comedy of body and soul that is played out around you? And are there not enough doing this all on all sides without your adding to their number? 
or do you want good health in order to serve God? But is God not well served by those who suffer in Him with patience and hope? Or do you want health for its own sake and life for its own sake? But the means cannot become the end. Listen carefully, this is what pierces. St. Nikolai says, When God sent you into this world, He sent you with some aim. When He gives you health, He has some purpose in mind. Whether you're sick or not, whether you're healthy or not, we should all be asking ourselves, what are we doing with this gift of life which God has given us? Do we use it for His glory, or do we use it for our selfish purposes and pleasures? When I was in high school, when I was in high school, I went to a Jesuit Catholic high school, and everywhere, on the letterhead, on our papers, on the walls of the buildings, were four letters, an acronym in Latin, it's meant Ad Majorum De Glorium. And that means to the greater glory of God. Everything we, were, we did in that school was supposed to be, supposed to be, for the greater glory of God. And this reminder was all around us. Were we there to get an education? Yes. Why? So we could use that education for the greater glory of God. So in our own lives... We have to think about our life and our health in this way. The, the prayer that we've been praying for the past year at the end of liturgy, the prayer for a pandemic released by the, um, the patriarch of, I think, of Romania, in the Synod of Romania, in that prayer there's a line that says, Let us value life and health as thy gifts. We, we sometimes become outraged at people who, who support abortion because we say life is a gift. You can't take life from a baby because life is a gift. Yet, we turn around and squander the gift that we've been given when we pursue sin headlong. Life for the sake of life and health for the sake of health, this all means aimless life and aimless health. And when we're wandering aimlessly, we're not finding God. But, but life and health to be used for the greater glory of God, to be used to love our neighbor, to be used to wash the feet of our friends and our family, life and health to be used to praise God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. This is worth asking for. This is life worth living. There's a beautiful quote from the Wisdom of Sirach, chapter 38. My son, do not be negligent when you are sick, but pray to the Lord and He will heal you. Depart from transgression and direct your hands aright and cleanse your heart from every sin. 
When we get sick, we should pray for healing. But when we are healed, we should be thankful to God for that healing, and we should be quick to remember His mercy and goodness. Too many times we hum along in our life and say, I have good health because I have a good diet and because I exercise and because I take whatever vitamins and supplements and because I do this and I do that. And we forget that everything that we have is from God. And too many times we get sick and we thank the doctor for healing us, which we should. God heals through the doctor. But we often forget to thank God for healing us. And we forget why God might have healed us. And too many times when we're healthy, we forget God. The Desert Fathers talk about the remembrance of God being the first step to salvation. And when we forget God, we push Him out of our existence. We push Him out of our mind and out of our heart. Forgetfulness of God is the first step to a multitude of sins. And so, God allows sickness. And God allows sickness so that we can remember that we are fully dependent upon Him. God allows sickness and suffering because without it, we might think that we are responsible for every single breath that we take. There's a saying, if not for the grace of God, there go I. We have to operate on the grace of God. We have to remember that it's only by His grace that we move, that we speak, that we breathe. We say in Matins, let every breath praise the Lord. So, the next time you're sick, pray for healing. But when that healing comes, if that healing comes, remember why God healed you. And use your gift of health to the greater glory of God. We should all use our gift of life, whether healthy or ill, to the greater glory of God, because those who are ill should endure it with patience and hope and perseverance, knowing that this world is not the final chapter. We look for something greater. In the prayer book that a priest carries to visit those who are sick, there's a prayer before surgery. And it's a very powerful prayer in which the priest prays that the scourging of the body may be for the healing of the person's soul. And this applies to any illness that anybody endures. May the scourging of my body be for the healing of my soul. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is the healer of mankind. He will offer healing sometimes to our body. But without a doubt, more importantly, He will offer healing to our soul if we approach with humility and if we lead a life in which we glorify Him. Let us approach the lover of mankind. Let us approach the physician of our bodies and our souls. And let us not just seek a longer life so that we can have more fun and more pleasure, but let us seek a longer life so that we can have a deeper repentance 
This is why our Lord gives us life and health. So we can turn to Him. So that we can offer our whole being to Him. So that we can draw near to Him and dwell in communion with Him for all eternity. We want health of soul beyond 38 years. Beyond whatever lifespan we're given in this world. We want to praise the Lord from the heavens, in the heavens, in the heights, for all eternity. Brothers and sisters, let us take our ailments and let us receive them with thanksgiving. And let us take our health, that wonderful, precious gift that is so fleeting that God gives us, and let us redeem the time and use our health to His greater glory. That we may praise and glorify the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Amen. Christ is risen. Indeed, He is risen.